Hello, this is Dennis Thomas with Things That Matter, where we speak about everything from faith to finance and all things in between. Wow, I love saying those words. It's been a little bit since I've said those words. I was on a little bit of a hiatus. I didn't go anywhere. We're dealing with quarantine, or maybe not so much now because we're in October, a little further removed from when this all began in March. But I took a little bit of a break, but I'm back. There was a lot of episodes that one was able to listen to, to still get connected, still grow. Our goal here is to be equipped with the tools that we need to successfully navigate this complex world. So I want to introduce another topic that I was thinking about. My men's group that I was joining recently, we speak about a lot of personal items there. And one of the things that came up was marriage. And they were joking with me to say, Dennis, you never bring up anything about your marriage in regards to fighting or arguing, or it just seems like your marriage is going so well. How is this happening? How are you not dealing with some issues that happen in a marriage? And my first response to them, thank you. But uh, yeah, we do argue from time to time, but I would say generally speaking, I'm in a very happy marriage. And I think that over time, Lauren and I have been able to understand each other well. And one of the things I said to them is that I think that we have similar personalities, which both of us were in sales and both of us are outgoing. We like to laugh and have a good time. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We have the same type of heart where if if we are getting into an argument, we typically like to settle things quickly, as in, okay, at the end of an argument, we might make sure that if one if we felt like we went overboard, we might apologize. So we have similar personalities. We want to be nice to people. So I, I was I said to them, that's you know, we have similar personalities. So I think that's what allows us to get along well for the marriage to work. We're not too different. But as I was thinking about that, I was reflecting and thought that there has to be more than that. You know, what really keeps our marriage going well? And I was reading an article recently in Oprah Magazine, and they provided some thoughts that got me to reflect and think a little bit more about our relationship. Because there are little things that I do little things that both of us do that really allow this marriage to be successful. And it is important for us at times to think about what it takes to do something well, because one, you're able to pass that information on to others. Two, you're able to check in and do a self-reflection to make sure, are you on track? Are you still doing those things? And sometimes when we go on autopilot, which autopilot could be fine at times if things are working well, and autopilot for a moment can be fine. But like anything that is complex and anything that's worth it, it does require thought and it does require a plan. And it is, in that case, something that we need to think about. And so uh, I just wanted to review a few of these that came up as I was reflecting. But one thing I would start off by saying is we do argue, right? I think most healthy relationships, people are arguing. Sometimes when I argue with my wife, I think the kids are around and we have a two-year-old 
uh, a five-year-old, eight-year-old, and I think, wow, they just heard us argue. Uh, but at the end, it's okay. Because as my mother was saying one day, we were talking about this. You're going to argue. It's okay for your children to see that. It's also good for your children to see you make up. So they're seeing that two people that are that have a strong relationship argue at times. So that's normal and healthy. But then they also know how to make up. And I would say one of the things that we do well, both of us, is we want to make sure that we clear the air. We could be arguing about something. Usually it could be, wow, it could be something small. It could be something bigger, like we might have a discussion about money or finances. But then it could be something small as when Corona, COVID first started, coronavirus, we had like an argument about whether the kids should be able to go out and do things more, like going to get a haircut at the barbershop. And I was really didn't think it was necessary. And she was on the other side of, oh, I think that that they should be able to do this and not being so restrictive. And so those are things that we would, those are an example of topics that we might argue about. But the one thing that we do try to make a point of is making sure that we close the discussion and we apologize. And that takes a lot, right? It's a, a lot of humility to go and apologize when you felt like you were right. And you express that clearly, right? That's what we do in an argument. We're going to express that, our, our viewpoint. And then at the end to apologize. And sometimes it's a hard thing because you feel like you're apologizing because you were wrong. And maybe you were wrong. Maybe sometimes I feel like I wasn't wrong the whole time, but maybe I'm apologizing to keep the peace or I'm apologizing because maybe there was one point that I did get out of line. So I like that we are we both have that goal of trying to, at the end, make sure that we're not, the discussion isn't expanding further than it should, and we're able to close it with that. The other thing is we focus on each other's strengths. We try not to beat each other up over areas that are that are areas of development, right? Uh, I was going to say obvious areas, but that, that might be a little too strong of a word, obvious areas of development. But for example, I think for me, an area that I could do better at is showing affection to my wife. Sometimes she'll say to me, oh, you don't give me strong hugs. And I show affection, but maybe I do it in other ways, like I'll write her a note or I'll bring her flowers. And maybe that's my love language. I think that for her, her love language is for me to actually show physical affection. And so I need to do a better job of doing that, which is something I don't always do. For her, I would say it's money. So Lauren was really good with money well, she went through phases like we all do, maybe not being good at money when you're a little bit younger, then you get older, move up, move out on your own, and you realize the importance of having to be mindful of that. So she was good at that. And then maybe you do another transition where, okay, now I'm the breadwinner and she doesn't have to think about that as much. And maybe that is not a strength of hers right now. So one of the things that... that is beneficial here is for me to focus on things that I'm that it would be my strength. So my strength would be that okay, I am good with money right now. I understand the responsibility I have being the the head of the household making the the money. So I'm responsible for making sure that everyone gets what they need in the house. 
And then also Lauren's good at the affection part. So she helps me out with that area that I need strength. I help her out, but I try not to pick on her, beat her up on areas of strength, of, of weakness. So maybe at times where she overspends, I have to be careful with, okay, let me be accepting of, okay, let's see how I can help you out here as opposed to, we had this discussion and I get into this father mode. And same thing with her on me. Okay, if that's an area that I'm trying to develop at, how can I help you along as opposed to beating you up when you're not at that point? So, so far we have, we argue, but it's okay, we make up and we have focus on each other's strengths. Don't beat each other up over areas that are obvious areas of development. Try to help that person along. And then the last two items that we have are, I actually have a, a third item. So you're in for a treat. Still doing things together. Lauren is great at this. She tries to, as time goes by, make sure that we are getting out and spending time with each other, enjoying moments. Recently, I took her to, and again, this is probably my love language. We're speaking about love language. I mean, I need to do an episode on love languages. But I recently took her to a vineyard around uh, the corner from our house. We have local vineyards. I brought her there. Then we went to another one. It was a really fun day. We did it on a Sunday. I surprised her. I wrote on this little chalkboard that I bought her for, I think I bought her this chalkboard either for Valentine's Day or her birthday, but it says, I love you because, and then you get to fill in the blank. And so I wrote, I love you because you like surprises or you love surprises. And she's like, what are we doing? So I took her for two hours. I got a babysitter and contact the babysitter. So we went out for like three hours, two hours and went to the vineyard. Then we went to dinner. Like it was just a really fun time. And so she's Big on making sure that we do that, where it's just us. We are building our relationship together. We're focusing on each other. And it's just a wonderful thing. I like that she pushes us to do that. And I have a good time. So still doing things together. The other one is laughing with each other. We joke with each other all the time. But how important is that for us to smile a lot with your spouse? And you could be with each other for hours and you just, you have a good time. We could go on a road trip and just have a good time. So we make it a point to spend time with each other. We make it a point to laugh with each other. And even if it's laughing about things that are quirky tendencies, like I'll laugh, you know, that she drinks coffee every morning and how she's addicted to it. And what if you didn't have it? And she laughs at me uh, that I have a hard time saying, no, yeah, you will always say yes to people or, oh yeah, you don't have to talk to me about money again, right? About saving. So we poke fun at each other all the time. Uh, I, I joke with her. She, from time to time, will drink water and choke on it. Or man, It's a probably a tough thing for me to laugh at, right? But she does it all the time. I mean, what's the deal? Or she gets hiccups. I mean, 41 years old, hiccups? What? I don't get it. But that's my thing. I mess with her. I joke with her. And I grew up in a household where that happened often, too. And I think about my parents as well. Uh, as much as we, as adults, we have to be responsible, right, for just trying to build our relationship just for the sake of building it. But then also another bonus is that your kids get to watch this and it gets passed on to them. And as opposed to being a generational curse, it's a generational blessing that they get to see their parents doing all these things. So there's certainly a benefit from this. This relationship that you have with your spouse, marriage, is a relationship that God put together. And he says, let no man separate this right? Let no man break this apart. And it's an example of his relationship with the church. So it's a wonderful example of how Jesus is with the church and how connected we are.
And then the last thing that we have here is focusing on small things. And that's maybe it's me getting her flowers unexpectedly or writing a note on the chalkboard that I was telling you about before. Or Lauren asking me, you know, just picking up guacamole from the Amish market that I like. Or a donut. I like those donuts too. But I'm kind of, you know, I'm staying away from sugar. I told you that last time. I'm doing pretty good. I lost 10 pounds. It's crazy. I didn't even have 10 pounds to lose, but maybe I did. Or Lauren asking me what I like for dinner. Like those are little things that we try to do. And it's always those small things. One of the things that I learned in the sales position that I'm in is incremental change, right? It's those small steps that turn into something bigger, right? And as my director would say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So it's those small things that allow us to make the big change. And so these are the areas that I thought about. And I and I am imploring you, do the same thing. Think about your relationship. Think about what makes it a good relationship. Because there's so many good features and attributes about our relationship that sometimes we take for granted. And it's important for us to think about that. So next time I get asked this question, I could explain why I think our relationship is so strong. And it also, as I do this, it makes me think about my wife and think about how special our relationship is and not to take it for granted and to do things with thought, to be mindful about the actions that I take. And I think how special it is that we have these opportunities that God gave us this gift of love. What a wonderful gift that he gave us. And it's not easy to explain. It's a feeling that we have, but it's so strong. And when we do it the right way, it has very powerful benefits in our lives. So at the end of the day, I mean, it's just a great thing for us to have this love for our spouse and to think about this. What makes your marriage strong? So these are my marriage tips here. I think you might have other marriage tips too. Which, by the way, if you do, email me. Things that matter, 11 at gmail.com. Let me know what's going on. I like to hear. I like to learn. I like to grow. Email me, things that matter, 11 at gmail.com. So, next time we meet, we'll continue on our journey where learning is our destination. Have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Do something nice for somebody. Do something nice for your spouse, of course. They'll love it. And then you could tell them that maybe I said to do it. Or no, you thought about it, right? I didn't say to do anything. You thought about it. You checked in. You listened to the podcast. And you wanted to go ahead. I like it. All right. Enjoy your week. We'll do this again.